Man. You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odi Mari Sodi Mari Sodi Sodi Mari Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey oh, yes no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Bow, 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 bow. Hey, Nas! Hi, Nas! Oh, HU is in the building HU over here. is representing right now. Look at this. This is a beautiful <laughs> feeling. I saw, oh, and I saw a little heart right there. That was beautiful. We always uh, love when our bison come roaming through with the rest of the pack. Or exactly, the pride or exactly. Or a, a herd. Herd, yes. Because they are. They are a herd. They are a herd animal. All right. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Black and Sturdy Podcast, the only black and snurdy podcast that has a bunch of black snurds. I was I I hate this I hate to do this off the off the chat but like so we've been um blasting the blackest nerdy message on Facebook and everything like that and I did you see that message where it was just like what's a snerd yes but that but more his name is Maurice. I hate that his name was no, Maurice. No, his name is Maurice, and he he said he was going to listen if we shouted him, shouted him out. Oh, well, and, then I love that his name is Maurice. <laughs> also the founder of Black Fay Day, so shout out to y'all. Shout out. But, I mean, the question of what is snurdy, I think that people are confused. Maybe they're confused because they've never heard it before. Yeah. One, and one of them, they looked it up and they said they found like on Urban Dictionary that a snurd is a man who sniffs uh, a bicycle, bicycle seats bicycle after seat. women. That's not that's not there who we is are. No bicycle sniffing. I'm not gonna. Here. I, I don't like kink shaming or anything like that. No I just kink don't. Shaming. I no kink shaming. I personally don't see the practicality of of it's so specific. Well, I guess like specifically off of a bicycle seat. If like a man who it's likes like I'll drink sniff. your bathwater. No, like men who like to sniff panties. And, Okay, but like, but it's specifically a bicycle seat. Well, because the bicycle I don't know seat if you, gets hot and it gets warm and it's going like, to get all your But like, it has a cushion to it and it like, it absorbs like so much of the outdoor elements but, that like, but what if you're, you have it's getting bike? diluted. Whatever you're, you're, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're sniffing is going to get diluted If you have an indoor bike, like you're a little bicycle. You Thank got you. In it is not it's practical It's not practical on the outside, really but not. if you have an indoor bicycle for exercising. Yeah. That's not going to have any air diluting it. It's going to be a pretty pungent exercise air situation. It's going to be diluted exercise by exercise air. air. Yeah, exercise workout air. Think about how much air is in your room and how Oh, much- there's a bunch. First off, there's air and well, no there's no more mold now. Uh so shout shout, shout out, out to, to you 311. Shout out to 311 <laughs> because apparently 311 gets the job done. Yes, thank you very much. Where the landlord should have and the and the super who boy oh boy. I think that he, they he, apparently he lost his phone. I think they felt that I was he about lost his to phone. do an investigative because uh, I, I found all the numbers to call. I was mm-hmm. about to do it, and you said, wait one more day. And but, and, and we got some results. And you got some results. I'm so, still waiting to get that leak fucking fixed, but... But it's been less. Something it's, that, Something's happened. It's been Some less. things are happening. Some things are happening. Well, either way, just so you all know, snurdy stands for sexy nerds. Sexy nerdy. Give me your number, girl. I'm sexy nerdy. I want to role play, 
actually we should you should save that little bit and then we're gonna like maybe we should add that this to is the me doing uh dc music go go music go go music yeah i i blanked on it for a quick which is surprising since that's your region we didn't have go go in baltimore remember when we went to that party mm-hmm. like that wasn't go go music that's that, that dc club no that's baltimore club music okay yeah that makes sense so like baltimore club music and go go music Two different regions, two different styles of music. Is it considered a part of the DMV? Yes, it's the Maryland part of the DMV. Oh, okay, all right. Because I know sometimes people have they they get yeah about the where the I mean I the used borders to be, are. I used to be that kind of person who used to get like sensitive about borders. <laughs> but Listen, Gladys, there's always time for go go. Because you know it has that I'm has that like loud right sound, now. right? Yeah, yeah, you're beating. She's beating feet. Beat my feet. Beat my feet. All right, so. Are you ready to get started with our, my favorite part of the... Is this your favorite part well, of the Well, it's not podcast? my favorite part. Well, it's one of my favorite parts. Fine, it's one of the favorite parts of this uh, Let's And it's questions. Q&A with M and O. So... Close your uh, eyes. At the at the beginning, I am closed my eyes. I'm just uh, setting it up I'll for everybody it up else. And then close your eyes. Uh, for the listeners, my eyes are closed. Uh, for the <laughs> listeners, um, we start each podcast with a quick uh, roundtable uh, discussion question uh, in order to get to know the host a little bit better. For because this is somebody's first podcast for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, so you want to get to know who the hell is going to be yelling in your ears for the next hour or so. So well, maybe like, not yelling. Uh, I'm going to be yelling. I will be yelling. Well, you're the one that has to edit the audio. I, and I do have to edit the audio, but like, I, <laughs> I, it's less yelling and it's more projecting. Projecting. We have yes. theater kid voices. Yes. Um, all right. So my eyes are closed. Give me the question, please. All right. Pick Just give me a cue. <laughs> Just came in a queue and passed the drop. Where is it? Where? I was. You see where my I'm hand sorry. Is, right? I'm sorry. Pick one. Okay. Whichever one you want. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You go first. My question is: What's the best story you heard about your grandparents? Ooh, um, this is a little bit tough because hmm. my grandparents did. They were like the kind that didn't like to talk about themselves a lot. But what about stories on that both people sides. told them? Told you about them? Um. Ew, they they just kept it mad I mean, private. I, they were your, your mom told my, some good stories about your grandpa and you. They oh oh okay all right you know what okay so to so for those who don't know uh my first best friend I know that one of my college best friends right now is on the here shout out to you again Gladys uh but my first best friend was my grandfather on my dad on my mom's side right mm-hmm. uh and one of the stories that would always be told was be like i would just like to go hang out with uh they called him mr punky i called him pop i don't know why they called him mr punky you never know why black people i don't know why but like for me it was always he was always pop he was always just pop like so i would want to hang out with pop after school like uh uh just and you would think like oh like did you like did he put you on his shoulders and run you around or what no i would just like i just want to be in his presence so like if whether that would be uh walking to the kona store to get uh his uh his pack of cigarettes and a donut uh, or just like hanging out, watching the wheel, watching the stories, like, and and I would just watch the stories. I would just like be having a coloring book or something, playing with toys and stuff like that. In while in the same room while he was watching his stories, 
Oh. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think that's my favorite story. My favorite story is that we brought in the new year together. Uh, brought in a new millennium together. Uh, oh, look at the hearts. Uh, we brought in a new millennium, and there's a picture floating around of, like, like me, like, us with our little 2000 millennium hats on and him just looking over it. Like, <laughs> I love Pop so much because, like, if ever you saw, he never, like, smiled. He didn't have, like, a grimace on his face or anything like that, but he just never, like, smiled. You know what I mean? Black man he was an old black man. He had old black man. Just like, you know, they're yes, not angry, he had an they're old not happy, black they're man just face. like stoic -y. Yeah. They kind of have a smirk here stoic. and there. Yeah, yeah. He was super duper stoic. So like he was, in, 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 I don't know, I, I loved him to this day. Like I always say he, he was my, my first and best best friend. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, shout out to him. That's He was the first letters that I got on my tattoo uh, as far as like my tattoo dedication to my grandparents. I'm not even sure if this is the right arm. No, it is not. <laughs> it is this one. arm. It is this arm. Uh, what about you? What's your, what are some, what is a, what's the question? The best story you heard about your grandparents? Um, let's see. Okay. Well, all right. Oh, ooh, and as a side note, I did a science project on the dangers of secondhand smoking and I convinced my grandfather to quit smoking based off of that. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think that both of my, on both sides, uh, I have... I might take this hat off. It's kind of hot. It is hot, and hot. I'm very bald, and mm. I don't know if you could tell, but these are sweat droplets. <laughs> beating down off of my it's, fucking it's forehead. It's hot in here. We thankfully have the project heat in New York that we don't have, we don't have to pay for it because it's included See you in at the, the crossroads, crossroads, um, crossroads. Okay. All right. So that came up when you said project heat. I, I don't know. But now your, your story. Both my grandparents, I feel like I could have, there are a lot of stories that I could say, but one that it was, is something that I learned. Is this the musician story? But my pop pop, yeah, no, no, not that one. But that one is a, a good one. But my pop pop Floyd, they used to call him too, because uh, he was a musician. Yeah. I didn't know he played uh, trumpet. But uh, one story that I found out about my grandpa from Nigeria, mm -hmm. Makuforo mm -hmm. Iberi, the original. Ooh, um, the OG, triple OG. <laughs> so, um, okay, my no grandpa G. was probably born. Let's say he was born in like I don't know, nineteen twenty. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, they don't really have good, any of the birth records. Yeah. So say, let's say he was born in 1920 and apparently like growing up, my grand, my great grandmother, she sold cola nuts, mm -hmm. which in Nigeria, like cola nuts are still like a big deal. You use them for a lot of different things. Like you can use them like to, if you're having a party or a celebration, you usually bring out the cola nut, you crack it. It's like a whole like ceremonial thing. So especially so you put back the lime then, in it? No, you do not. Put you the, put the lime in the cola nut? Put the lime in the cola nut. Mix them both together. Put the lime in the cola nut and mix them both up. Are you done? Yeah, I am for now. <laughs> I don't remember the so, rest of that song. Um, my great-grandmother, she sold cola nut. And apparently my grandpa was, as I would say, he was a rambunctious child. And rambunctious in the, and also like mischievous. You know, and so he would he would be basically causing havoc in the village, um, just doing whatever he wanted. And one day he decided at 10 years old that he was going to bounce. He was getting out of Embassy. He was leaving 
and he took my great grandmother's cola nut money from the from the her cells that day, which would have mm-hmm. been a lot because cola nut even back would back then would have been even more like of a commodity. Mm-hmm. Um, he took it. He she like tries to chase after him to get it, and he just leaves, and he's gone for like ten years. <laughs> the story is that he walked. From Nigeria, from Emo State, which is like, I, I'm not great at Nigerian geography, but it's definitely towards more, uh, it's closer to the water than you would be going if you're going up north. He traveled from there all the way to Cameroon, mm-hmm. which is the next country right off the border. Yeah, He worked on a white man's plantation. He, the white guy told him he was going to pay him, thankfully, um, but my grandpa said, don't pay me, hold the money. So for 10 years, he worked, the man held the money, and then he made his way back to Emo State, mm-hmm. to Imbase, where our family is. He got to the village, and everybody, it was like, you know when Aladdin shows up as the prince? Yes. Imagine that type of like, Who's this guy? Like, what's going on? He has he had paper British money, which was like there was no that bank. That was a big deal in 1930. There was no bank in uh, where in Embassy. There was no like the money. The British money was not a thing. So everybody was just like in awe at what this man had and what he did. Mm-hmm. So they promptly made him chief. Ooh. Um, and that. then uh, he was, so he went from being like the outcast to the prodig- prodigal son to being the chief. And then he met my. Um, this he, is the origin story of the chief. He met take my. Take a shot, by the way, because <laughs> she, she mentioned that her grandfather was chief. Oh, yes, please take a shot. Yeah. And so then he meets on his way in his limo, on his mm. way to meet. The woman that he had been um, scheduled to meet to probably marry, mm-hmm. he meets, he sees my grandmother g- fetching water. It's a very Jungle Book esque situation. Remember yes. that scene in Jungle Book? Yes, yes. That he sees my grandmother going to get water, pale on her head, mm-hmm. and he says, "I want to marry her." And then Aww, that's so the Iberi Dynasty was born. That is so cute. What did she say? Sure. <laughs> well, she, why not? Can she, I can I finish getting the water first before <laughs> she we said get it was it was a kind of it was a Romeo and Juliet type of situation because she was like she saw him like in this freaking limo like imagine seeing someone in a Maybach and nobody else barely has like everyone's using oxen and shit and she was like yeah sure like all right sounds cool I don't but know if my that's Romeo and Juliet no lit. If you let me finish the story. Okay. All right. Thank I'm you. I'm listening. My great-grandparents from my grandmother's side, they were like, no, he was the town menace. You couldn't marry him. And she was like, <laughs> but I want to. And he was like, if you don't let me marry your daughter, I'm she's going to want to marry me and me. I have all this money. I have all this land and all this stuff. And you'll never see her again because she'll just be with me. And they were like, <sighs> Fine, if you want to marry him, go right ahead. We'll approve it. And bing, bam, boom, here we are. I love that the basis of this happy marriage was a threat. 
It was a, it was a, uh, I would say it's a negotiation. If you, if you, <laughs> a negotiation. It was a negotiation. Okay. It was like, let me a, marry your daughter or she, she, she's going like, to marry me and then you won't see her She again. wanted to marry him. It wasn't like she was, she wasn't coerced into it. She no, I'm, I'm not it. talking about coerced. I'm talking about for the family. They, he was In just order like, to get the blessing. Look, you know, look, you can either give me the blessing or it's going to happen. But like, I think that that is something that is pretty standard that's in. That's a baller ass move. Like, no wonder he's the chief. A lot of people have get get engaged, and maybe their families are like, "We don't want that person to be in the family," and they're like, "Well, like, I mean, I have another on my on my maternal side. I have a story like that where my great great grandpa Patrick, who was a white Irishman, wanted to marry one of my grandmothers." Great grandmothers, whatever, and but of course it's like eighteen hundreds South Carolina, and they were like, "No, she's a black girl. You're a white man." He said, "Fuck what y'all heard. I love her. I don't care what you guys think. Either you're gonna marry, like we're gonna get married. You're gonna be with us, or you're gonna get lost." So you know, I think that there's always ways to find love in a hopeless place. Hello, the DC Bastion. Hi. Um, and you just be like, whatever. No one can stop your love from blooming. No one can stop your All right. love. Let that be, let that be a lesson to everybody. No one can stop your, no love, from stop your love from blooming. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. Oh, okay. To write it down. I, do you have a pen? Yes, I do have a pen. Yeah, Fine. he has a pen. I'm slowly learning all of my <laughs> lessons. Always have a pen and paper to write down possible titles. Okay, so what, what did I say? Always, oh, the love is always blooming. I, that wasn't was it. it. What was it? Always uh, let your love bloom or something. No, like that? I don't know why you asked my ADHD ass to repeat something. We'll just look. This was early in the episode. We will be able to love find blooms. It. There we go. Let's just <laughs> let's just call it that. All right. So, are you ready for my question? Sure. What's your favorite way to get the daily news? Um, probably Twitter, quite frankly. Like, that's that's where I get, like, most of, like, the big stories that are mm-hmm. aggregated for me. And uh, either fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of that news is, like, cartoon shit, wrestling <laughs> shit, and then the occasional music shit, and then the occasional, like, big headline of like, oh, the celebrity died, or uh, the celebrity that you like finally got married. Did you know that Janet Jackson and Matthew McConaughey dated? Like, I was just like, what? Is they did? Yeah, they, they dated. They dated back in. Uh, oh, Matthew McConaughey. You know who I thought was thinking when you said that? Who? Um, dude from Friends. What's his name? Matthew Perry. Yeah, when you said that, that's why I was Ew. so confused. I was like, that Matthew? would be. I was like him. Upsetting. <laughs> that would upset me. I mean, listen, fools rush in. Fools rush in. <laughs> I, is that even appropriate to this right now? That was the name of his movie. Oh. Uh, Selma Hayek. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. All yeah. right. Cool. All yeah. right. So. Um, I didn't even know that he had movie movies. Like yeah, that. no, he has What was the name? Did we figure out the name of that movie? The Whole Nine Yards. Yes, The Whole Nine okay, Yards. Okay, there we go. All right. That was actually a good movie, and it was a stellar cast, so he should be. It's fine. You think every movie is fine. It's okay. You think every time I mention a movie, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And this is why I tell you to stop telling me when I say so, ask you something and you say it's fine. This is why. Because I know what your fine means. Yeah, it's fine. No. It means that things, it's fine. Things could be fine. They could be good. They could be great. They could be bad. But if somebody says, hey, how do I look? And you yeah, say fine. Yeah, you're fine. Nobody wants to hear that. 
Nobody wants to hear that somebody please, is fine. Please write in if you ask somebody anybody, how you look nah, and they if say you, fine. If you heard if you that somebody, somebody said you look fine. If you say, oh, how is the meal that you are eating? I know that you're watching. I can tell because it says that you're alive. How's, so. how's the meal? Please write in and, you say, and, and they let say, me know. Oh, it's fine. If fine is okay. It's fine. Or mad. No, fine is so okay. Fine is mid. Fine is, I have, this is like, well, uh, uh. oh, maybe it's mid. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm so glad we're live so I can oh, be boy. here with you in real time. Yeah, all right. All right. So let's. Uh, I'll is, answer the question. Yes. Answer. My what, what favorite oh, ways yeah. of getting the news. I will say it's a mix between Twitter and then my like New York Times news app because it sends me the notifications. Okay. What did Thank it say? You. I've seen both sides of fine. So I can't help there. It's okay. <sighs> it's all right. No, no, it's okay. Thank you for thank you for the input. I appreciate that, Matt. I don't thank you, Matt. I do. You didn't agree with me. I do. So, um <laughs> now um, that we now that we've gotten that out the way. Are uh, you ready to go to our first segment of the show? Yes. We talk about pop culture in our pop culture segment. This must be. I was gonna say something, but I'm what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna. Because you're not evil. I'm gonna just go right in. You know. So what do we got? What do we got? Your introduction was fine. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, You know what? My introduction was fine. I are you ready to start um, in the pop culture shenanigans? Yeah, a true fan, a true fan. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures in the background. That is the tapestry. If you know, you know. I wish I still had that drop on my uh, on my my mixer. All right, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I hit me with that news. Hit me with that sweet, sweet news. I would like to hit you. All hit right. me with that sweet, sweet motherfucking um, news. All right, so we're gonna do some updates first on a bunch of different things. Do you want to? St- I'm okay. Do you yes. want to start with the good or the bad? Let's start with the bad first, and bad then first. we can we can go into the good. Well, okay, I won't say this is. Ne- I don't know if we can say this is good or bad, but mm-hmm. decide on yourself. <laughs> uh, Tory Lanez has gotten a third felony charge in the Meg Thee Stallion shooting case. The trial has begun. Um, he, so he's also on house arrest. He's no, but he just got let out. Oh, I he, he got let so out. I don't know. If, of house I don't arrest. know if there if there was just that one time where he was allowed to leave the house. Um, but he was he was walking around yesterday or the day before. Yes. Um. So we'll see what happens with that. They added the charge of discharging a firearm with gross negligence. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll it see. It was gross. I mean, it was a gross situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know that, um, she went through a lot of surgeries and rehabilitation to be able to get back to performing. She had to go to the hospital. She had to go to the hospital and have surgery. So everyone reminder, there are medical records that no, don't say glass because Just because so there are some sure. people out there who, who you, I, on Twitter, are on Twitter, chime in like you didn't get shot in the foot. I I'm literally, like, and and this is this is actually something that I was thinking about. Like even okay, 
this is not a devil's advocate sort of thing, but okay. like let's let's say like someone shoots near your foot. That's still fragments. Yeah. That like when bullets p- ricochet, bu- not just ricochet bullets like explode yeah. out of a fucking gun. And and there's and there's there's pieces like when it hits something, it's not like that bullet is just stuck to that thing. Like this isn't this isn't like fucking Superman where like the bullets just like like careen in on itself into like the ground and stuff. No, there are fragments that like burst out. So like I in my in my mind, even if quote quote unquote he shot at her, one, don't shoot at motherfuckers. Like don't do that. That's not yeah. cool. And two, like fragments are a real thing and fragments could get stuck into the body like from there. So and I think that people miss um, understand how fragile the human body is. Yes. How many arteries we have all over our body, even in places you wouldn't think that like because you would think, oh, someone got shot in their foot or their leg. It's no big deal because it's missing like, you know, your vital organs. Mm-hmm. But you have tons of arteries everywhere that if someone nicks them. Even a little, you shave it and you, you get something stuck in there that you could be possibly deadly. Yeah. So I think that we should just continue giving Megan our thoughts and prayers and well wishes that the little troll doll gets what he deserves. Yeah. So All right. um, What's looking next? forward to that. And speaking of trolls, I never want to have to talk about this person on the show. I really don't because he's disgusting. He's gross. Terrible, evil human being. Unfortunately, some parties still play his music. Unfortunately. And if there Hello, was boomers. A, if there was a suggestion box that I could put <laughs> a suggestion like, maybe, maybe less we should this. Yeah. Because this is not getting me where I need to go. Um it's well, not setting the vibe. R. Kelly. Um, Friday, I found out randomly that an album entitled I Admit It had been released, and the first song it was called I Admit It, and I, I did not go listen to the song, but of course it was on the timeline, and there was, uh, I think the Shade Room posted a clip, and the first song was like, I admit, you know, I like women, young women, and, and and old women, but who could call that a pedophile? It was just... Which is... All right, so this is crazy. This song actually came out years ago. Like, I remember when the song came mm-hmm. out, like, be, before... When he was, like, I guess, like, in... When, when the swell of, like, R. Kelly is an abuser... And a pedophile came out. He he been came out with the mm-hmm. song. The song the song itself is fucking old, and it was creepy when it came out. Then it's creepy that it's on the timeline now. Also, like he's already in jail. In my mind, he's probably like I might as well just put this out and say I admit it. Well, um, I but it's admit- like it's a tongue in cheek. I admit it's not like he's being sincere. He's like. He's like, I mean, I love it. I, I'm not singing the song. Please. please but like, it, it, but like, he's being very tongue in cheek about it, trying to like defend himself about it and shit. Like, how can it be pedophile? Like, I don't know. That you was keep singing it. I that that wasn't. You singing, keep saying you're not gonna sing it. And you're that singing. wasn't singing so much as me doing a, uh, a reenactment, uh, 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 imper- impression, a parody. Yes, it's it, it falls under parody law, so we can't get sued. <laughs> we can't get sued now because that motherfucker ain't got no money. Like well, he's in jail. Um, he's in jail, jail. Apparently, R. Kelly put out a statement. Well, one, 
thankfully, uh, Spotify and Apple Music removed it from the streaming platforms. I'm still pissed off that they added it in the it, that they added it in that the it first had, place. That it got added, yeah, but yeah, they've yeah. removed it since yesterday. And he, R. Kelly put out a statement from his lawyer saying that it's a plot to undermine him in court, and he did not um, he did not do this and did not put it out. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see. I mean, I w- we'll see. He's trying to appeal his federal conviction because he's trying to say if people lied and fabricated their stories, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to say, fuck you, R. Kelly. Fuck R. Kelly. And anyone who supports him. Fuck R. Kelly and fuck anybody who plays his music. Stop playing his music. It's really not. It, he, there's so much music to play. There's nothing that dries me up. <laughs> Drives my panties up more than hearing your body is calling me. Yes, same, same. Because I can't remove, like, look, listen, this whole, I'm not going to get into this right now, but the idea of, like, you can divorce the art from the artist, it's difficult to do when the motherfucker was making art and making such specific art that ties into the DNA of the crimes that he was committing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's one, it's one thing if it was like, Ooh, I drew a picture of a flower and I'm over here murdering people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's another it's like thing. Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm drawing, I'm drawing pictures of dead bodies while I'm creating dead bodies. But the thing is like people, that's what it feels like, like. Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy and all these other serial killers. The most insane thing about, what their situation is, is that they're, they have followers who like love them. So it doesn't really matter what somebody has done. People will still find a way to excuse it so that they can still engage with them in whatever way possible. And it's not to say like, I'm sure like we know about R Kelly. Mm -hmm. We know about, you know, Woody Allen. Mm -hmm. We know about a bunch of people, but there's plenty of people that we probably either don't know about or don't have concrete evidence about where we, you know, we don't want to look into it maybe even more because we don't want to have to like throw out all of Marvin Gaye's music, Mm -hmm. even though we might, we might hear rumors, but until something solidified, we're just like, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. But when we have the solid evidence right there in our face. And we have two documentaries with, like, a football field full I mean, of, of, of victims. We don't even need documentaries. We have Aaliyah. She's the one. She's, Aaliyah, a, yeah. she's a literal. She's the one documentary we needed. Yeah. Like, the single one that that alone should have been okay. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but at Howard, I had a lot of people from Chicago on my floor. And they, all of us. <clears throat> heard stories from them, uh, you know, talking about oh, yeah, him like, being there at my, their middle schools and high schools and things and, and all that. One of my exes was from Chicago, and she was just like, yeah, R. Kelly would just go to the McDonald's near the high school and just like... And be there. And just be be posted up. You know, and just... We, Shout so, out to Marie, by the way. So, you know, we know. We know what's happening, and we don't need to engage any further. Um, and, you know, well, that's it. We hope he stays in jail. Yes. So, fuck you, R. Kelly. Fuck you, R. Kelly. Stay under the uh, Speaking of alleged sexual abusers or, you know, people under criminal charges, um, Nick Carter, mm-hmm. the Backstreet Boy and brother of Aaron Carter, R.I.P., is back in the news because a fan 
um, <clears throat> has alleged that in 2001, I'm after, glad I held my joke. Thank you. In 2001, after a concert, that Carter invited her onto her to- his tour bus and um, sexually assaulted her and raped her. Um, now she's autistic. She and she has cerebral palsy, um, and so I guess I'm sure she was even the the situation has even been more exacerbated due to her um, physical disabilities mm-hmm. um, and the fact that now you know she's been dealing with this over 10 over 20 years and I want to say this is not the first time unless there's another person I don't think this is the first time I have heard of him being sued because I remember years ago, uh, a few years ago, he and Aaron Carter had gotten into a, a public um, beef because a woman had come out saying that he had uh, that Nick Carter had assaulted her and raped her, and then um, Aaron Carter sided with the woman and was like, "Nick, you need to get help, et cetera, et cetera," mm-hmm. and that caused strife between them. Um, but Shannon Shay Ruth. Um, is suing him for sexual battery and intentional intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Uh, she was 17 at the time. Um, the, the court documents say that Carter brought Ruth to the bathroom and then demanded she perform all sex on him and then continued to sexually assault her on the bed and um, that she contracted HPV from the encounter. So... This is a very sad situation. Um, it's not wholly surprising, given what we know about many men in power and what they've been allowed to get away with. Um, so I hope that everyone is able to get justice in the situation. If there are more people that come forward and you know strengthen her case, um, but I want her to get a fair shot in court. Mm-hmm. Because he is a very well-known, beloved, powerful, wealthy man. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. But he, the ABC was supposed to have a Backstreet Boys holiday special. They're not airing it anymore. Um, but they did perform at Jingle Bells. Or Jingle Balls, the New York City, um, that big like Christmas special they have in New York City every year. Not the Rockefeller. No, the, not that. It's called not, Jingle Bells oh, okay. or Jingle I, Balls. I don't. There's like multiple. There's Christmas multiple ones, specials. but Jingle Balls is like the big one where they always have the concerts and the and the people come. It's like a it's a whole big concert. Yeah, yeah but they still yeah. allow them to uh-huh. perform there. So I mean, he's not facing backlash, and I'm sure there are plenty of Backstreet Boys fans who are gonna and incels that are gonna be uh, pushing for him. So you know. We'll see. I I hope that justice prevails. Yeah. Um. In this case. Yeah. Um. Okay. To move on to other people who should probably be in jail. Um. Elon Musk. Now, there's been so many stories coming out about the what do they call him? Apartheid Clyde. Apartheid Clyde. Um. There's so many stories that come out about him. Uh. That you never really know what's going to happen. But this last week, I was reading. That one, um, the SEIU workers at the Netflix head or not sorry, Netflix at the Twitter headquarters have gone on strike because of just the unfair working conditions. Um, probably impacted by the fact that he has converted 
and he's currently getting he's getting investigated by this. He's converted some of the offices in the headquarters into bedrooms so that the employees can sleep there, which is ridiculous because why would you need to sleep at work? You're not like doctors sleep at work, which I still feel like is also predatory and they shouldn't have to do that. They should be able to go home. But like you're if you're a doctor sleeping at work because it's because you're on call in the case of a medical emergency. There's no emergency that's happening at Twitter that should cause me to be sleeping at my desk. No matter how many times Kanye tweets, it is not, <laughs> it's an, not emergency. an emergency. It's not an emergency. Um, so he's being investigated about, he's being protested by the janitors, like they're no longer working. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's being investigated about his uh, char- changing some of the rooms into bedrooms because like just simply when you buy real estate, the ro- it has to be designated as a it, business zone. Exactly. So it's yeah. either it's a business, it could be a residential, sometimes it can be mixed, but you still have to have very specific credentials for whatever you're doing when you're in, having these buildings. Yeah. And he is flouncing that, which he tends to do. Um, and then he's in other legal trouble. Well, potential legal trouble, because uh, do you remember how he said he was creating the neural link? What is the neural link? So it's supposed to be like a chip you could implant in your brain, and he said it's going to help Oh, people. some like Black Mirror shit. But exactly. Some cyberpunk so shit. So he wants to okay. create a chip to be able to put it in people's brain, and he's saying it's all altruistic because this way he'll be able to help paraplegics walk and those who are mute speak and all these just beautiful, oh, this is an amazing, you know, technological advance, when in reality... He just wants to make money and probably turn people into drones. But he's getting in trouble because of the fact that during they're doing animal trials right now. And in the Neuralink headquarters, they have been losing so many animals due oh, to... The, so, like, animal te- they're testing on animals and the animals are dying. They're dying either because... The testing didn't work or because of the testing, it's causing issues in them and they have to end up euthanizing them. And so like they've lost, it was something like 80 animals total, maybe like six monkeys, 36 pigs and sheep. Well, and I mean, it's like the numbers are going on their up. fucking brains and shit. Like, yeah, it's, they're operating on their brains. They're ridiculous. operating on their spinal cords. Um, and the, the fact that he wants to have, oh, sorry. I, the numbers, uh, my numbers were way off. It says that the, in total, the company has killed about 1500 animals, including more than 280 sheep, pigs, and monkeys since 2018. Um, where's Jane Goodall? Because she'll be on the case for this. Well, I thought Jane Goodall was also problematic. No, she's not the problematic one. Isn't she? Aren't all the white Jane ladies good? Jane Goodall and then the Jane that does the Jane white... Jane Judy Dench. Jane Judy Dench. My pop. My apo- My apologies. Jane Duty Dench. This is why... Jane Judy Dench. My bad. I Fuck, I keep just... fucking it up. Jane... Judy Dench. Just shenanigans. That's at what every I'm, corner. That might be the title of this. Uh, Jane anyway, Judy Dench. Jane Goodall needs to come in and talk to them and, and get some people riled up so that they can storm the castle and get free these animals. Um, but the reason why so many animals are dying is because he's rushing 
everything and he wants to rush through the processes that normally would happen, Mm -hmm. which would be, you know, you take time to test to see something's going to work on one animal. If it doesn't work, then you might bring in another one and then you see you go through all the trial and error and the scientific process. He doesn't want to do that. He said he wants to have the Neuralink ready for human testing in six months. Now, I don't know about any That's of you. That's not enough. To, first off, it takes uh, Sony years to get a PlayStation together. I mean. So I, and that has nothing to do with the human brain. Just remember how. So imagine. Terrible your first smartphone was. I had the Google One and I had the Dash. And both of those fucked up so much. Why did you have a Google phone? I like Google phones. I personally like Google phones. The only reason I don't have one is because there's more people have Apple phones and integration for all of my work things has always it was, has been easier. But I honestly, I prefer the Google phones. But, um, like, just think about the first Google phone and the first Apple phone compared to now. All of these different things. Like, and, and even now... My Apple sometimes be fucking up. Mm-hmm. We st- I still can't get Siri to respond to me in a timely, fa- accurate fashion. So you want me to put a brain chip in my head for the sake of, like, bettering my health? When What, what if it glitches and fries my whole brain? Like, just anybody who has any sort of mental, physical ailment, please do not sign up for this. I bet you, like, I can imagine... He would try to do, remember that Black Mirror, ep- or was it Black Mirror? No, remember the purge where they were um, killing people for money? The, the, the purge, the beginning, the first one. No, the, the, no one? The, the, the second one. It, okay, I, don't re- I never saw the second well, one. I only saw the people first don't one. People, do don't do it. Don't let him pay you to sacrifice your lives. Crime is legal. Um, all right. As a side note. Uh, if crime was legal, I would just jaywalk all the fucking time. Like, I wouldn't do, like, the bigger crimes of, like, I'm gonna murder because it's legal on this one day. No, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal. That's the, that's, that's my purge. My My purge is just, I'm gonna steal stuff from my friends. (laughs) Lock all your shit up. Yeah, exactly. Lock your shit up. Look, if I can get in there, (laughs) then it's mine now. (laughs) But if you lock it up, then that's just what it is. All right. So uh, moving forward, um, the uh, police officer in the George Floyd case, J. Alexander Kong, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the last name right, um, has been sentenced to three and a half years in prison. So, I mean. Fuck him. Should be longer. Should be longer because you let a man die. And you're a constable of. The people. So, fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Um, and then in other news relating to people going to prison, the Colorado shooter ha- is facing 305 criminal counts for the uh, massacre in Colorado that killed five and wounded 17 others in November. So... We will see how that goes. And see you in hell. Um, I hope that they he gets from heaven. The, obviously, like I won't be in hell. A fair and equitable trial that puts him away for as long as he needs to be, and hopefully he'll get rehabilitated. Or they, I don't know. They're still saying that he, they might be non-binary, but 
the person, I want them to get what is coming to them. Now, on to less stressful, obnoxious things. This is actually good news for me. (laughs) This is very good news for you. Yes, it is. Plenty of other men around the world. Nia Long has officially broken up with her nasty, dirty, cheating husband. Well, ex-fiance. Ime Uduka, who has brought shame to the Nigerian name. Well, because for, you fumbled the fucking bag that is Neil. You really fucked up. You really fucked up. But hey, oh, look how tall he is, too. Of course. Of course he was always gonna be. But a it's Neil Long! I know it's Neil Long. I know. Man, first off, this message goes out to Neil Long if you can hear this. Uh good for you, girl. Like, do your thing. But just know that not all men are like Ime. And if you will have me, I will treat you right. I will drink your bath water. I will honor you like the American actor goddess that you fucking are. The black queen. The blackest of queen. uh, The black queen that you are. And I don't even, the age gap don't even matter because who cares? <laughs> um, all right. I was well. going to quote something, but then I was like, oh no, damn, that's nasty. Uh, but no, like in this case, I'm a grown man in his thirties. You are beautiful and ageless. <laughs> and therefore, just up your, if you're valley. looking for somebody who's got his, look, he's got his own podcast going on. You have your own apartment? Yeah, exactly. I have my own. Yes, I have. Yes, I have my own apartment. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm doing big things. You have a 401k? Big shit (laughs) popping. All right. So um, on to other cheaters. Um, We've talked about this TJ Holmes and Amy Robach situation on Good Morning America. Mm -hmm. They have been replaced um, on the show now. So... Um, a new light skinned black man has is getting his uh, day in the sun. Mm-hmm. Demarco Morgan is his replacement, and he's a very attractive uh, man. I would like to let everyone know that he is openly gay, so the women can stop, you know, throwing their panties. Um, and uh, you know, stop. And I can start throwing my panties. Yes. Because now look at this. Now you got two people that you can can reach for, and he's more accessible. He's in New York. There he is. Yeah, look at him. Um, he's very attractive. And first I, off, I'm front in that line for Neil Long, mind you. <laughs> I'm in the front lines for Neil Long. You're gonna have to get behind me. Sir. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys could be, you could be brother husbands. No, I I don't share. <laughs> you can be brother husbands. Sharing is caring, but in this case, uh, clearly sharing is not caring because Ema tried to share. But he didn't try to share. He tried to sneak and, and have extra snacks. Sneaky Link. Oh, remember that terrible song yes. by the baby? Yes. Sneaky Link. Ugh. Ugh. All right. So, um, everyone... uh, No, she's been through enough. (laughs) All the men um, who like men, please sneak into DeMarco Morgan's DMs 
watch him on Good Morning America. Um, and also, this is just another opportunity for another brother to, to you know, like get exposure. So do you think they they switched? They um, hired him because he's gay and he won't have a like sex scandal with one of the female co-hosts. I don't think that's the reason. I don't want that to be the reason. I was just thinking about that. Like, I was wondering, like, because there's, there's several other, you know, attractive black Gay people hosts. can have scandals, too. I Did you not listen to what I said? With the female co-host. We remember we were at that one party and that, and, and, uh, that one woman was trying to kiss that gay guy and they ended up making out? Oh, yeah, Richard's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Happy birthday, Richard. Sexuality is a spectrum. So it like, is. It is definitely. It's very so anybody, anybody can fool around but with I, But I'm just thinking, like, I was when I saw them, because I was thinking, like, they have several other black. And I agree um, with you. No brother husbands. Anyhow, continue. They have several other black men who could have filled in. But I was thinking, like, were they just trying to ensure that none of these other white ladies decided they wanted to taste some chocolate and said, you know what, how do we nip this in the bud? Get to Marco. Maybe. Well, either way, I'm glad for him because now we get more family representation on Good Morning America. So shout out to all the black queer people. And hopefully we see some black queer love on Good Morning America. And more. And I know that the the racists and the homophobes are shaking. Um, all right. So we have a few more things before we go on break. One, Rush Hour 4 is in the works. Rush and Hour 4. Boy, four, boy. Four, four, four. Two communities coming together to make problematic Magic. comedy that but will probably be, you I, know... Rated R. I hope that they have a black and Asian um, writers and writers, showrunners and producers on here because the thing about well, not showrunners. Well, well, whatever. What would it be? I don't know. You know the terms. Directors. Okay, director and and all that. Like, I want them to have them in the room because I think there's a difference between when you are making fun of yourselves. Versus when somebody else is making, making fun, fun of, of you. you. Yeah. Now, we will say, like, we watched Rush Hour. What was it? Homecoming. We watched yeah, we watched it and at Homecoming. There, yeah. The jokes were funny. There were some funny were, jokes, but there was also some problematic shit in there. But some of them were, were funny. And I think that there's a difference between making stuff that's like, ooh, that's a little raunchy. And then making stuff that's just like, you don't understand anything that's happening in our community. And you're just making a mockery. Yeah. And I think that by having black and yellow people on the where they need to be in the room where it happens, we can mitigate that and then, you know, get some good movie magic going. And I look forward to watching it. Yeah, um, I agree. Kiki Palmer, our favorite black actress. From that, Nope and from Aquila and the Bee. And from True Jackson VP. I I told you that I always get Kiki Palmer and Kyla Pratt mixed up. Yes. Well, they were both quintessential like during our teen, yeah. young age and teens. like, And their names both started with K. With KP. Yeah. And yeah. they were both, like, those were names that you Kim did P. not hear. Kiki Palmer. At all. Yeah. You know what? Kiki Palmer and, and Kyla Pratt should do a 
Disney Nickelodeon because True Jackson VP was on Nick. Yeah. So I think they should do a Disney Nickelodeon sister mashup of like their adult sisters. Kyle Pratt was the one in uh, Proud Family, right? Proud Family. Okay, yeah. yeah Proud yeah. Family True and One on One. Wow. And well, ob- yeah, so obviously they should do a, the show that um, took place in Baltimore. I know. I forgot that that was in Baltimore. Yep. Okay, that Sometimes makes sense. Sometimes take a smile and all by yourself. You want to save I that have for the next? No one else. All right, that's okay. enough. Are you done? Yes. Thank you. So they should do one, and so we can get some mashups with them and their kids, because Kyle Pratt's kids are really cute. Yeah. Um, but call it KP Power Hour. Okay, so her she's expecting her first child with her boyfriend Darius Jackson. Um, I she, wonder if he took her TV name. Yes, he took her TV name yes. so they could name their child True. Yeah, there we go. Oh my God, that child's name should be True. It should just so that it, just so we could keep it up. Like that's that we should just do that just because. Um, and we're very excited for her. She announced it on SNL, and I'm looking forward to seeing this cute, adorable baby come home. I hope she has a safe, happy, and healthy pregnancy <laughs> because. Y'all, if you don't know what pregnancy could do to your a, a person's body, please look it up. I'm talking okay. about your teeth falling okay. out, okay. your nipples right. falling off. Okay, all right, yeah, we know that you have your things about pregnancy. These are not; these are just facts. What's wrong with stating the facts? Okay, yes, yes, we understand that these are facts. Pregnancy is big facts. Big which is why facts. Anyone who has a child should be treated with love, respect, and honor. Okay, all right, okay. And give it a stipend for the rest of their fucking lives. Okay, thank you. And that has been Odie's Pregnancy Soapbox. Yes. All right, and one last thing before we go on break. We have very sad news. That after seven years, Trevor Noah is saying goodbye to the Daily Show. Now, I wanna, uh, I wanna applaud Trevor Noah's stint as a the Daily Show host. Like he had big shoes to fill for, uh, not John, John Oliver, John Stewart. John Stewart. There yeah. we go. I was about to say John Stamos for some reason. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, he had big shoes to fill from John Stewart. I think he did an amazing job. Like he made he made the Daily Show his own. Like the Daily Show was way different of an yeah. entity before he came around. And now it it it's in like a class of its own. Like and I would say whoever has the you know the honor, the privilege and the duty to take the reins from him, they have another set of big shoes to fill. Yeah. Because Trevor Noah was a powerhouse, and he brought a lot of different diverse voices to the table. Mm-hmm. Roy Wood Jr., Danny Chang. Jessica Williams. Jessica Williams. Uh, wait. Was Larry I, Wilmore? No, Larry Wilmore was not on. The, he was on with John he Stewart. Was, yeah, he was on with John Stewart. I thought Jessica Williams was on with John Stewart, too. Oh, maybe she was. But that, but Amber Ruffin was she was she on that was Seth Seth Mc, Seth Myers Seth Myers oh, okay yeah well either way he still brought a bunch of other oh uh, what's his name what did you name the bald black guy 
I'm a bald black guy. Or maybe the older black guy. Roy Wood Jr. That's, oh, you said yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Well, we're glad for all the people that you brought into our lives. Yes. You, it was amazing. Um, and I want to say this is one part of his farewell speech that I wanted to read mm-hmm. because I thought it was very poignant and kind of encapsulated what Trevor Noah's, like, what he embodied um, and the the appreciation that I have for him. Um, but he said, I'm often credited with having these grand ideas. Who do you think teaches me? Who do you think has shaped me, nourished me, informed me from my mom, my grand, my aunts, all these black women in my life, but then in America as well? I always tell people, if you truly want to learn about America, talk to black women. Because unlike everybody else, black women can't afford to fuck around and find out. Black people understand how hard it is when things go bad. Yes. And I want to say thank you, Trevor Noah, for always uplifting black women, for always putting us on a pedestal and giving us the honor and respect we deserve. Yes. Because that is not something that you see from a lot of black men on television, anywhere, in real life, on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of haters out there, and then just in general, he gave a platform to a lot of black women and a lot of black people mm-hmm. that needed it, that deserved it, and I appreciated everything that you did. And also, Trevor, if you're looking for a oh co-host in life, oh, oh, okay, all right. Um, First, I'm off, here for you. You okay? Have Roman Reigns. You have. Okay. Half of the WWE roster. All right. To go through. And I'm looking for one more. And you're looking for one more. Yes. Okay. Well. Why not? You can have me alone, but I can't have Trevor Noah. First off, you don't get to have me alone. You graciously anticipate her acceptance of me alone. Well, you graciously accept me along, and I'm going to have Trevor Noah. Thank you. If you're listening to this, Trevor. If you're listening to this, Nia. Um, here we are. You know what? We would be so well. We're both, we're both, well, I'm, we're both Africans. I'm half Nigerian. You're half South African. I thought he's full. No, isn't his father Swedish or something? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. His I, father's Swedish or I, German. I thought, or, I thought you called yourself African because you were born in the States, but. Your dad is... Yeah. Okay. Because I'm both American and Nigerian. Oh, okay. Although, no, I have heard... I've heard competing Well, African is more like African-American. No, we'll see. uh, When I say African, if I said African-American, I don't know. That doesn't sound... That sounds weird. But saying African is because I'm half Nigerian. Well, not half, but I'm Nigerian and I'm American. So I'm both. And... Now, I have heard some people who say that they call themselves Africans because they're African and they're white. That is also a term I've heard. I don't, I, I, the way that I was introduced to the term African was from a Kenyan friend I have, Hainaliaka, who is um, Kenyan and <laughs> yeah, American. Yeah, Odie definitely wants a harem. Um, <laughs> that is big fucking facts. She wants to be surrounded by. <laughs> A trough of men. But that's neither here nor there. And women. I would put... Well, men, men and women. I was going to say humans. I would add Brittany Griner. Indiv- individuals. Disrespectful to her wife. Yes. If Brittany Griner was 
single. Or Polly. Or Polly. Yes. And I would allow her to be in my hair. Okay. Anyhow. Um, all right. Well, folks, uh, we will be right back. We'll be right and back. We're taking like it's like gonna be like a minute or less. We're gonna take a quick break and we will be back with more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. Yeah, because Instagram only lets us do this for sixty minutes and here we go. Time's running short. All right, be right back. BRB. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy podcast. Hey, Panini. Don't you be a meanie. Thought you wanted me to go. Why you trying to keep me teeny? Aye, it's a dreamy. Wish it on a genie. Got fan finally. Thought you wanted me to see me. I I thought you want this for my life. For, for my, my life. life. Said you wanted to see me thrive. You, you lie. Just say to me what you want from me. Just say to me what you want from me. Uh, hey Panini, don't you be a meanie, thought you wanted me to go, why you trying to keep me teeny, uh, now you need me, number one on streaming, oh yeah, you used to love me, what happened, what's the meaning, I, I thought you want this for my life, for my life, said you wanted to see me thrive. You lie. Now when it's all done, I get the upper hand. I need a big biz, not another fan. I still want you as a fan. I'ma need to sit down. I need to make the plans, but I need you to say to me what you want from me. Just say to me what you want from me. All right, and now let's take chowder. this shot real quick. Yes, chowder. <laughs> to a great episode. To a great episode. Second half, back with math. Look me in the eyes. <laughs> wow. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ross over here. <laughs> All right, so. Um, Think of Big Meech. Larry, Larry Hoover. Um, on our second half of the show, we enter with our mental no. health. Just let me segment. Because we are advocates, not experts, not when it experts. comes to mental health, and we like to check in with each other's mental health. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, all right. I was still. You were. You were finishing up the shot that I took. It was still ravaging was, my throat. I mean, we have not eaten, so I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's true. Literally in, in hours hour. and it, hours. No, hours and hours and hours. Like yeah. money long said. Yeah. Um. <laughs> money long. <laughs> like um, like money long said. So yeah. Um. Okay. So are you ready for the question? Yeah. What's the question? What's the funniest thing your inner child wants? Food. 
Do you, no, because your inner child wants that. Your inner teenager wants that. Your current adult wants that. You always want food. My inner child. The funniest thing my inner child wants. Uh oh, probably all the Lego playsets that I wasn't able to get as a kid. And it's like and, and it's well the the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna const- I wanna build the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um. And the only reason why I don't buy those things for me now is because Lego play sets cost so much more now. Ever since they got all the licensing for all yeah. the fucking properties and shit. Harry Potter Legos. They have some really cool Harry Potter Legos. DC uh, superhero Legos and Marvel superhero Legos. They have so many different Legos now. Yeah. And they all cost like $40, $50 for like one of the smaller packs. Yeah. And I'm just like, and, and you could get like one of the, you know, like, 12 to 20 uh, brick sets for like $20. But like, that's such a small, ridiculously like little build that like it, it, it would be done within 30 minutes. One of my besties, shout out to you, Tamara. 30 minutes. It'd be done in 10 minutes. My birthday one year, she sent me a Harry Potter. Like it's the, it's the Lego set with the little figurines. I think it has Harry, Hermione and um, Ron. And then like some, maybe something else in there. And I love it. It's so cute. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to like buy more Lego, like buy more of them. It's kind of like you have to buy them piece by piece. Yeah. Versus just expecting to just get it all at once. Yes. But that's a great one. Yeah. Um, I would say. What's the funniest that your inner child would want? I don't know Close. if you could say. Can you? First of all, shut up because you're not correct. Number one. So egg on your face. She is. Dresses. Purses. The number one thing Boots. that I would want. Something to wear. Is an American girl doll. Why is that the funniest? Oh, uh, because you want the funny. one that owns slaves. What? I don't want Molly or whatever <laughs> Samantha or whatever her name was. No, I want an Addy doll. Actually, I don't want. An a, I don't want an Addy doll. I want to create your own so I can. Oh, make a Digivice would be so fucking cool. Oh, a Digivice. Yeah. Did they make ones for people to use? Like did they like a Tamagotchi thing? Shout out to Miss Merit Bitcoin. <laughs> Yes, shout out to you. Yay. Because you're not a bot at all. Um, <laughs> You know what? I also want a Tamagotchi. Oh, what? you know what? Uh, did you ever have a Gigapet? I had a Gigapet and a Tamagotchi. What, what Gigapet animal did you have? I don't honestly. I, I had a frog, and that was because I when probably I, had a cat. Or when a I was a kid, I loved frogs. And, like I, the weird thing is, like I was always creeped out by live like frogs? live frogs, but like I used to collect stuffed frogs and toy frogs, and I had frog linens and frog like uh, sheets and shit. I love frogs. I mean, I love, I love. I mean, I, I like the much... idea of frogs because I like them. The yeah, idea... they jump. Yeah, they're green. They, just, they're they have big ass fucking tongues. It's so cute. B- big ass tongues, long tongues that they could use as weapons to get food. I you just like that them because cool. they could grab food with their tongue. Yeah, we go. Yeah, yes, we're unlocking memories <laughs> left and right. Thank no, you, okay, man. I would say I would want an American Girl doll. I want a my size Barbie. I want a um, the Barbie uh, Jeep. Oh, uh, yeah, the Barbie because Jeep. Because my, my mom refused my to mom get also me, refused me to get, the get my size Barbie Jeeps. because she said it's creepy. And unless she said, unless that doll can clean the house, 
She's not getting it. And I that could, I the, can see her saying that. Definitely, right? And then she said that she wouldn't get the... Um, and now she was talking about yesterday she wanted to listen in. She's not even here. And I'm talking about her. Um, she, <laughs> she, and also... Um, I would get, I wanted, she said she wouldn't get the Jeep because she said, unless it's a car, I can drive. I'm not buying it. And I'm like, what kind of response is that? I think that, that is what my mom said as well. To my desire for the like, Christmas. It's like, that's not going to drive me to the store. So why would, no, I, I think you got to flip it. Not that. I think you got to flip that part. Um, well, anyway, I think that we need reparations from our parents for not getting us the, these things. Because I would, if I would have gotten the Barbie car, I wouldn't have asked, like, I wouldn't have been like, I need the Barbie car, I need the Barbie this. I would have just wanted the Barbie car and have my little Barbie next to me. But I will say, kudos to my mom, that she didn't get me the Barbie car, the big one. But I got the, um, I got the, the, the like small little car that had all the seats yeah. that I could push around. She got me this really great dollhouse that I love. My kids, any children's toys. They're what getting you get them? bricks. They're getting Lego. I mean, they're getting Legos and Lincoln logs. I love Legos and Lincoln logs. Yeah. Lincoln logs. Legos. We need Lincoln to bring logs. back Lincoln logs. And one of my favorite Christmas gifts was my mom got me a train, a train set. Oh, my mom also got me that moved that, that that moved around. Yeah, like and all that. that uh, could, we put it around it. the Christmas tree. Yeah, we did too. It was so cute. I loved it. I loved and, that until Christmas. until she saw the electricity bill and she was like, "All right, enough <laughs> of this bullshit." You want to know one of my favorite Christmas gifts? It was a it was the Barbie mall mm-hmm. and the the you pushed a button and the um and the stairs, elevator would oh the, the escalator escalators it worked go, yeah. And I re- but well, you couldn't put Barbie on top of it. You had it to hold her. It yeah, yeah, didn't have like good steps for her it's to ridiculous. like hold it in. Ridiculous. They should have had like a little magnetic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like move it, but yeah, I would say I would. I but would it wouldn't t- have worked with all Barbies. You would no. have had to buy the Barbie specific mall Barbie. Barbie, yeah. Um, but I would. I definitely. I personally still want an American Girl doll, just because I just. It, it's. It was the my older sister got one. And I, my mom wouldn't buy me one because she said I used to destroy my dolls. But I would have not destroyed. How did you destroy your dolls? So this is the thing: I didn't destroy them. I just used to color. You would I cut would color their hair on them. Shit. I would cut their hair or color their hair. I would style them. But this is what happens when you have a neurodiverse child. Okay, you know we like to do things a little differently. We don't run. We used to like to do things. We don't a little differently. We we walk by the beat of our own drum. Okay, roll back. But I would have not. I would have not cut my the, that doll's hair or colored on it. I would have kept her nice and safe, and I would have played with her, and I just would have loved her. All right. Okay. Well, all right. You say so. I would have because right. there were certain things Again, I didn't destroy. You say so. Well, looking forward to someone getting me an American Girl doll. <laughs> Fans out there, please get send her me one <laughs> and get her the one that used to be a slave owner. No, yeah, get her the white one, Either Molly get me or Addie, Shannon, or there's a new black American girl doll. I'm gonna find her name right the now. The one that used to be a slave. No, not Addie, and I think that Addie was born either during slavery or right after slave slavery. Um, because they just they were saying they were putting out a new one, and she came out in like look, bl- you look a black American girl doll in the first. Three images were white. 
Well, Addie Walker is the American Girl's first one. But, okay, look at this one. New American Girl doll celebrates black joy during the Harlem Renaissance. Claudie Wells. Claudie Wells. Now, I don't personally want her. I want Addie. Yeah, she looks. No, I don't want that. I I don't know who that is. (laughs) She has a cabbage patch face. I think honestly, look up Claudie well, y'all, because she has like the most cabbage patch for, and this the most basic bitch ass fucking Renaissance. What were they supposed to put her in? They couldn't put her in like a little flapper. Okay, this one's much better. This is much better. But it looks like because she still has a little gap. It looks like they gave her. They just took Addie's doll and and because yeah, that's all they did. They only have hair. one model. They're not gonna make a new black. American doll. Okay, look at but that. look at her. This this was a very Beyonce outfit. First off, this those is Beyonce. Lips are this is, not. This is a Beyonce wore. It's not. They're not. They gave her just. They, they didn't change. The lips yeah, on the yeah, dolls. exactly. They're not going to change the they lips just, on these fucking American girl <laughs> dolls. But I want that is a white doll in blackface. Yes, I'm boycotting the American girl <laughs> dolls because the black dolls are just in blackface. <laughs> Well, either way, I still want one. I want an American girl doll that I can call the Odie doll. Dipped in cocoa. With I can I can get her Swiss all Swiss Miss um, looking fucking dolls. Not a Swiss Miss. Yeah, that's the complexion. You're just hungry. I am hungry. <laughs> I am. Do you I like hot chocolate with marshmallows? Yes. I love it with marshmallows. Yes. And Swiss Miss, even though they're a little, mar- like, I used to I like. I used to eat the packets by themselves. Of course, you. we know you did, because you always put things in your mouth. You should just. Ew. I used to love making the Swiss Miss because when you would microwave it, it would have like kind of that chocolatey, yeah. kind of candy coated top with the marshmallows. Yeah. And then I would eat that off first and then I would drink the, the hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So let's just hop into our regular mental health segment. We've kind of gone into a tangent. Yes. How have you been? How's your mental health? Well, been? my blue period is officially over. I am no longer. Where are the children's voices that are usually there? See, it's not my fault. The children's voices are We not, usually have children's voices that go. Not on ah. this one. You could just do this. Wow. All right. Well, there we go. Wow. So, okay. Your blue period is over. Well, now, now awesome. my blue period is <laughs> Now I'm, I'm depressed again, guys. I'm back to being depressed. <laughs> Because of this lack of synergy. Sorry. It's fine. It's just because we're hungry. It's fine. I am hungry. We shouldn't record when we're starving. Yeah. Usually we, we do We shouldn't it record the and evening. then drink and then do this podcast when we, we're hungry. We, we usually drink. It's do it the in the evening. The only thing that's in the We've fucking already eaten. refrigerator right now is those weird ass spare ribs. The spare ribs were good, but my food, is, I'm calling them back. They gave me food, a little bit of food poisoning, and I want a refund. A food. Yes, your stomach was like gurgling and, yes. and I was making worried. noises. I was worried. Like they it got was a nothing. Half <laughs> or woozle. <laughs> I want to be a heffalump for Halloween one year. <laughs> if you're going to be a heffalump, I'll be a woozle. Okay, we're going to be a heffalump and a woozle one year. Do you know that it took me entirely far too long as a kid to realize that they were saying elephants and weasels 
I knew heffalump was like a was like thing. a type of elephant because it looked like because it. it had the, the trunk. trunk. But I didn't, Boozle did not was I a did, weasel. I did. You not. had to watch. You know what? You had to watch. Uh, cause cause uh, you had to watch um the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I did watch. Gotta that one. get up. Gotta get going. I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's brown and he's fuzzy. I love him because he's just Pooh Bear Winnie the Pooh Bear. Looking for fun, chasing some honeybees. Pooh Bear, I gotta be there. Rumbly tumbly, climbing a honey tree. Fun never ends for us. We're so adventurous. It's every now and again. And when it gets on. Okay, enough, enough. I feel like the way you started that off, it sounded real smooth and R&B like, and I feel like they need to make that into a little R&B song. <laughs> Because the way you started it off, I said, why does this song sound so sexy? And R&B children's. Because it sounded sexy when you started singing it. Seabear and Jamal. It wasn't until you got into the, like, the new adventures part, but the beginning is this is a smooth and little sexy R&B song. Okay. I want someone to do it. All right, yeah. Hey, listeners, please make a sexy R&B version of the new adventures of music. Uh, or make it, make an R&B version. It doesn't have to be sexy. It's going to be sexy if it's R&B. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be there sexy. There are some unsexy R&B songs. And don't we can call get in, it sexy. We can get into that another day. Another we don't day. have enough time. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm out of my blue period. Yay! I'm feeling a lot better. Yay! I'm on the come up and now I'm just like easing right into like my average sort ease of He's on week. down, he's on down the road. We both have ADD. We both, we both do, because all it takes is this one sentence. You know the thing is, one throwaway line in the sentence. With neurodivergence, when you hear things, you relate to something. Is there going to be a singularity for the neurodivergence? What do you mean? They're always talking about the singularity. Can you explain? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to explain. Like I thought you would catch on. No, I. You've never heard of the singularity. No. Ew, what the fuck? You read I so many fucking books, you've never read anything from fucking uh, Isaac Asimov? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I was thinking about, like, what uh, you meant. Fine. All right, it's fine. It's fine. fine. Move on, move on, move on. We're moving on. Move on down, move on down the topics. How are you doing? <laughs> It'll take you significantly longer to update than it did for me because you're in therapy, and I don't, I'm not in therapy, and I'm not... How I don't do you have. Know it's gonna take me singularly longer. Well, first off, I didn't say that. I didn't say singularity what longer. I said it would. It would take you significantly. Well, whatever. Same longer difference. Than how do you know it's gonna take me significantly longer to update than because you? you're long winded. A two, Brutus. Yeah, but you're long winded as well. Yeah, but you know, I know how to tell a story. Oh, oh, you're so glad we're online. You should be so happy that we're online. Well. Oh, remember remember years ago I told you, like, I'm going to teach you how to tell a story. And then I never did. And here we are. Still no lessons learned. I wish <laughs> that I could tase you. And I'm going to do it one day. You're not going to be expecting it. You're going to be asleep. You're going to be taking a nap per usual. I'm going to come up. And then I'll spray you with pepper spray. With what? Where's your pepper spray? Out of the two of us, who has all the weapons? That's what I call my farts. (laughs) They are are pepper spray, so you're correct. I'm a skunk. (laughs) Um, 
No, I'm going to tase you, and I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it because you've been terrorizing yeah, I'm me. I'm going to spray you. You've been terrorizing me constantly and consistently with no end. At least I don't do it on the podcast. Yes, you do. Yeah, vocally, not like physically. Oh, thank you for not physically. Stop it. Do not start that now. Okay? We're in <laughs> front of company. Yes. Sorry, Matt. Sorry that you had to witness this <laughs> blow up. Is this how the Black and 30 podcast ends? <laughs> yes. No, it's not. All right. We're just going to continue right. through our How has your week How been? has my week been? I would say it has been, well, <laughs> the, one of the great things about being neurodivergent is that I am I have a great ability to um, compartmentalize. What did you say? I said, because you said the wonderful thing about neurodivergence is I said neurodivergence is a wonderful thing. Okay. The cats are made out of rubber. The bottoms are made out of string. The flouncy, pouncy, flouncy, flouncy, fun, 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 fun. The wonderful thing about neurodivergence is you're the only one. Okay. So I'm able to compartmentalize things. So, and also I forget things a lot. Um, and the <clears throat> one thing that I forgot, well, I didn't forget, but I have been compartmentalizing way, 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 way back in my brain is that uh, this week has been fucking shit because cancer sucks. And yes, it does. Fuck cancer every day of the week, forever and ever until infinity. Because this week, my aunt passed away, and one of my close friends' husbands passed husband passed away, both from cancer, and that has made this week, I would say just excruciating for me um but i am very grateful to be in therapy um to talk about those things but i am also exceedingly grateful for you yes because i felt like you were a very great support system for me this week um which i think you are you know, just in general, I think we're generally a great support system for each other. But I think that you were a great support system for me this week because I was, of course, with you when I found out. Mm-hmm. And it was, I I don't know what I would have, how I would have been if I had been by myself. Um, so thank you for being there and also for your kind words and all of your heartfelt gestures, mm-hmm. because that helped uh, me get through this terrible, 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 terrible time. Um, but the fact that I can say all this without currently weeping, I think, is progress. Um, and so I would say that my mental health this week has been as good as it could possibly be under these terrible circumstances. And I just want to uh, let everyone know or remind everyone to take care of themselves, go to the doctor, 
get all your stuff checked out. There's, we have no clue about what's going to happen to our bodies. And it's better to know so you can do something about it early. Even the things that you don't think are important because cancer is just ravaging our communities like regardless of where you're from and who you are and how much money you have because I mean we're dealing with chemicals forever chemicals in the water and chemicals in our food and family predispositions and all the other bullshit that um we have to deal with in this world on top of stress and other, you know, triggers and all those things can wreak havoc, wreak havoc on our bodies. So just, you know, take care of yourselves and take care of each other and love on your people while you can. Um, so yeah, are you, uh, that, that's, that's all that I got this week. I will say, you know, just again, go to therapy Find somebody, better help, talk space, black girls, therapy for black girls, therapy for black men. Find your, find your space. <clears throat> um, and that's all, that's all I got. Okay. All right. So now this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the things that fucked us up this week that we got annoyed with, that we were pissed off with. There might be some uh, overlap, and uh, this is Gripes right here. Bring it. What? We gripe it. We're not griping anywhere else. We gripe it. This is space for us to share. We gripe it. We ain't griping anywhere else. We gripe it. Uh, uh, uh. Alright, so uh, you start since I went first this last time. Oh, okay. Well, my number one gripe is cancer. Fuck cancer. Because fuck stupid cancer all the time. Cancer every sucks. Day. Um, my second gripe is the cold because... It is so fucking It cold. is so fucking cold. And that it, is actually my gripe for this week as well. Like, it got cold so fucking and quickly. It, the thing is... And I'm not somebody who likes to be out in the goddamn cold. It feels like we went... We had some days where everybody was like, is this summer? What's going on? This is weird. You know, which happened. And then it was like, I don't want the polar ice caps to melt. And then literally the next day... It was like, oh, shit, I need to put a jacket on. But then yesterday, literally, my hands were frigid. I had my gloves off for just walking, going to walk my dog, and I said, this is too much. Like, I had to bring him back. I had to, after we, like, we went out, I had to bring him right back inside because it was literally too cold for him to be out there. And unfortunately, his little coat that I have for him, because I've been wa- he's had it for a while and I've been washing it, so like the Velcro's, like it's messed up. Mm-hmm. And so he, he like can shake it off when he moves. And so he couldn't wear that, and I didn't want him to be out there because he'll get a cold. He's already been sneezing. And I don't need him to be snake on, sick on top of like just everything else. So I went inside, and it was just, it was too much. Um, and then, okay, this, now this thing, there's my last thing I wanted us to discuss together. Do you want to say what you're mad about first? And then we can talk about my, my thing that I wanted us to talk about together. 
Uh, I am mad at my super. Um, we got the mold treated, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's still leakage happening. There is. And if the leakage is still happening, then what the fuck is the point of the mold treatment? Yeah. He has been ghost when it comes to communication, but I've seen this motherfucker. I've seen him as well. Around the building. I have also seen And it's not like I can approach him and talk to him because, again, there's a language barrier. The next time you see him, I'm going to come up there and I'm going to translate for you. Okay. Well, thank you. Because I my, my, I mean, I can use my Spanish when needed, but we can ha- I, can, I can get the point across. Yes. Boy, oh, boy. It's, it's frustrating. It is. To- You're paying money. To live somewhere, and they need to make sure that the living space is up to a standard that anybody could say is a decent It'll standard. be a Christmas miracle if this fucking thing gets fixed, is what I'm saying. I have a carpet that I would like to put down. You and you see that carpet, and I can't put it down because... It's worrisome. It, 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 it could get fucking infected with water. Yeah. And then so you have to I don't want to have to deal with that. And possibly yeah, the moldy. fact that I had to buy an HVAC is one thing, but yeah, it's it's uh it's a consuming, all-consuming thing. So anyhow, no, I understand. Yeah, it, that that's you know very frustrating. Yeah. Um, but that is that the only thing that you're upset about this week? That is the only thing I'm upset about okay. this week. Um, so my last thing that I'm upset about this week and, uh, well, we'll just talk about it. So Deion Sanders, do you, we all know who he is? Yes. Former football player, star football player. Um, he's a beginning of the pandemic in 2020. He made this whole stink about, he was joining JSU, Jackson State University in Mississippi, joining the HBCU to coach. And the whole time he's talking about, we need to support HBCUs. We need to recruit the star players at HBCUs because black schools deserve the top players because black schools create top people and they're just not given the chance. All that is true. HBCUs are historically underfunded. Their sports um, as much as they might have great sports players, their sports teams are severely lacking when it comes to being uh, re- recruitment because all these the other top black players, they'll go to these big oh, 10 schools. Oh, shout out to Religiously Dirty. Hey. Um, they'll go to these big 10 schools that have a lot more money and can give them all these perks, et cetera, et cetera. But HBCUs, it's been a, it is a frustration that they aren't, where they could be or they need to be in the sense of getting the sports money and allocation that all these other schools get. Um, And now, almost three years later, he is leaving um, to go to Colorado uh, to University of Colorado. On a midnight train to Colorado. And this is these are the things that I found that I had issue with. When he said, well, this is what he told his team. In coaching, you either get elevated or you get terminated. 
There ain't no grave hard for coaches where they die at the place. They're either going to run you off or you're going to walk off. Now, my problem with that statement, are you trying to say you're being elevated because you're going to a PWI? Because that's how I took it. That's how I took it. Now, on one hand, he is also getting a much higher contract. His contract for JSU was, I believe, $1.9 million. It was about $300,000 a year. The contract at the University of Boulder is like $29 million. It'll be about $5 million per year. Mm-hmm. But here are the things that I, I these, th- this is why I take issue with this elevation statement. Why, JSU doesn't have the, the five million per year to give you because HBCUs are historically underfunded right. and not given the money to be able to give you this, this, right. this quote unquote elevation. And the University of Boulder has said they don't even have the money for him yet. They are, they are moving things. They said that they are moving things around. To get the money to him. And if an HBCU had tried to say, oh, we, we're going to see, we're going to see if we can get the money. We're, we're working around. We're going to get it to him. They would be a laughing stock to, to college sports. But because it's a PWI, it's okay. And then JSU has had a undefeated streak. 3-0 three three mm-hmm. these last two years. Amazing. University of Boulder is 11-1. That means they have lost 11 games and won one game. So you're lo- you're leaving you you went hard to recruit all these black players to come to this HBCU to make it an undefeated team. You got them a uh, Under Armour deal. You got them all these other deals. It's like great, great. This is awesome. And now you're leaving. Did you ensure that all these deals that you created are still going to be there? Did you find another a replacement coach for you that was going to do you, the, as, as good as you did at the, for the team or even better? And from what I read, he left the team's final. He left the, at the team, the, the game that he left to go meet with the University of Colorado, he didn't, like, do a press conference after. He didn't talk to the team. Like, he, he left he left the, the – after they won, he left to talk to the team after and said, I'm going to University of Boulder to talk to them about a job. Like, nobody knew. And I just feel like that is shitty to the, to the school. It is shitty to the players that you brought there. And then also you're going to poach – the players, including his sons, to come to Boulder, the people who are the top players on the team. So it's just all this to me, it feels like it's not a bit like people have been calling him, you know, a sellout. And he's he's selling out HBCUs. That's not true. HBCUs were doing dope without him. We're going to do better without him. This is it shined a light on HBCUs that needed to get a light shined on them. And I'm sure that there are other people who are going to come in and do what's best for these places. But I think it's not that you're leaving. It's how you left because you couldn't give the school and the students, the athletes that you brought there, the respect they deserve to let them know. Like he has always said that if he got another um, opportunity, he would probably take it. Um, But I just feel like this was not, the way that he did it was just for me personally distasteful right. and calling it an elevation 
over, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm elevated because I'm going to University of Boulder, but or how are you elevated? Because they're not, if he was talking about one of those Big Ten schools, University of Texas, something like that, that has like, you know, an undefeated record, to me, that's elevation. It's not elevation for you to go to a PWI, get more money just to coach a losing team. So, you know, that's those are my thoughts. Please let me know what you think. Are you talking to the listeners or are you talking to me? Yep. Oh, okay. But listeners, also, you can chime in. Um, <sighs> my only thought is that... Um, I, I feel much like how you felt when you said, like, it's not what you do, it's how you leave them. Yeah. And he left them in the lurch. Yes. Like, he, it'd be one thing if he created an infrastructure and then set it up so that he, when he did leave, they were better off than when they started. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if he left, like, a legacy there of any kind or left anything in place so that... It was, what did he build up? Did he build anything up? He kept saying he wanted to leave. Like, my thing is, you come to an HBCU, and there is a, I, I forget the name of the article, but it was, I believe, on The Root. Did he leave them solid? The, uh, the the writer was saying that he used HBCUs as a step stool um, and didn't actually care about them. Because if you didn't know this, he was only able like I forgot what where he went to school. Um, let me look. Uh, he where he, he didn't get his he did not get his um, he didn't get his degree because he got he got um, he got what is the word drafted. Um, and so he was not eligible to play or to coach college football and oh, he went to Florida state, Florida state, the non HBCU would yes. not give him his degree so that he would be able to play. He would be able to coach college football. Tuskegee gave him a degree, which is an HBCU. Tuskegee gave him a degree so he could coach so he can get his degree to coach. JSU gave him the opportunity because nobody else was giving him the opportunity. And then the first time a white university just waved some money over his face. He said, I got to go. And it's not that you, it's not that I think that black people shouldn't, should not work for PWIs or white organizations and all that. There are plenty of us who have worked at black owned companies and leave a black owned company to go to a white owned company because of the money or whatever stuff can possibly be better. That's not a problem, but to be, You've talked up HBCUs. You acted like you were about to bring this whole fucking, like, this change, like you're the second fucking coming of Jesus to HBCUs. And then you stopped short of the purpose. And it's not that he had to stay there for four. I didn't think he was going to stay there for 15 years. But could you have at least stayed there for like four years until these people graduated and then go on like a full full college, uh, what's it called? term you know like four years or something and even if you weren't going to stay at least you could have given the respect to your student athletes to tell them i'm entertaining this offer this is what's happening and then give them respect to close out their season before you go flying off to colorado to see their great new um 
you know, facilities, et cetera, and not making sure that you had a plan. Now, if it comes out that he had some plan to bring all these great football coaches to uh, JSU, I will take it back. But we haven't seen it. We haven't heard it. All I've heard of him saying is how he's, you know, we, we, we don't got to just stay where we are. We can elevate, whatever, bullshit. Uh, like, I don't care about that. All I care is that these students came to this school hoping to be coached by the best, and now they're going to be left in the lurch. And who? And then, the even maybe the worst part, that JSU is going to lose a bunch of great football players to a PWI because he's, he's going to take them. Take them with or they're going to go somewhere else that's going to poach them because if they don't have not just the coach but the winning, like if they don't have the team that they were on that was winning and, and helping the them to get where they want to go. Yeah, the winning infrastructure. So what is, like, and, and when he was even saying, he's a, he was talking about, oh, I'm, I'm bringing back HBCUs, I wanted to tell him, like, fuck you, we've always been here. But it was hopeful that it would be like, you know, you would – you're elevating uh, HBCUs in the mainstream and getting the word out, and that's great for college football and college sports, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's just like I see how we see all the time that pe- black people will use HBCUs as a way to get culture credit and then just kind of leave us in the lurch whenever they decide it's necessary. And I think that we deserve better. Those students deserve better. HBCUs deserve better. And I'm hopeful that they, I hope that they get the best coach possible and they kick the University of Boulder's ass in every single game. That's it. If they're in the same division. If they're in the same division, because yeah. I don't think they are. Because I think the JSU is in a, a smaller division. Yeah. But I still fine. hope that they win whatever championships and University of Boulder is just doing the same thing they've always doing, which is losing. All right. All right, that's it. That's all that made me, that's all that made me uh, mad Same here. Week. Same here. So uh, let's talk about the things that made us happy. All right, um, I'll start this off because you went first last. Thank you very much. Uh, number one, doing this podcast with you. Number two, getting the mold treated. <laughs> because that was something that prevented me from sleeping in my bedroom. And now I'll still probably not sleep in my bedroom. But <laughs> at least now I have the option. You have the option. I have the fucking option. Um, hanging out with my friends, hosting a game night, mm-hmm. uh, game night slash movie night. Uh, that was very fun. That was very fun. Uh, all my friends meeting, uh, my other friend KV finally, like, cause it's been a while. It, I have been saying that I have this friend never comes around. Finally, she came around. So shout out to you, KV. Uh, it was great. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for being a friend. And that's everything for me. How about you? All right. Um, okay. Number one, this is a, a very sweet story. Uh, Jalen Smith of Earl, Arkansas is eight, an 18 year old young black man who is the youngest black mayor in the country. Woo! I think that's awesome. 
I hope that he is getting all the support and love. Excuse me, and um, you know everything from his community, from his community, and um, you know that he is able to succeed. And who knows? Maybe he'll be the next president. You know, and I'm maybe he'll be a senator in the House of Representatives. Whatever he wants to do, I'm looking forward to it because to be able to be mayor while you're in, not even in college yet, I mean, that's crazy. Um, and. Some of the best news this week. Brittany Griner is home. <laughs> finally, finally, finally. After almost 300 days, she it's is been- she is home. And I mean, I think we've talked at length on this podcast about why it was so important for her to, you know, for the country to keep rallying behind her because of Russia, we know that they are anti-women, anti-black people, anti-gay. I mean, the list can go on, and her life was constantly in danger there um, because the last thing we had talked about last week was that she had been transferred to a penal colony that had a reputation for torture and slave labor. And I mean, that was in itself was enough for us to say, like we people really need to make sure they're doing what they can to get her home. Um, so Biden tweeted out, president Biden tweeted out this week that he had spoken to her and then she was back home. Um, and now she, uh, was taken to the Brook army medical center in San Antonio for an evaluation, um, to make, just make sure she's okay. I mean, I'm hoping that she gets, um, whatever therapy is needed, like physical therapy, um, emotional therapy, because this has been such a terrifying ordeal for her. Um, and you know, her, she and her wife have committed to helping Paul Whelan, who was the other, another American who was, uh, who's currently in Russia, who was arrested, I believe 12 years ago on spy charges. Um, they have been, they said they're going to be committed to trying to help get him home as well. And I, I just would like people, you know, I know this is not a gripe. This is not a gripe section. But a lot of people were complaining as to why she's coming home versus him and he's a Marine, et cetera, et cetera. But I just want to read you uh, something that one of his family, David Paul Whelan's family, has said. And um, his brother, Dave Whelan, said it's great news. Anytime an American comes home is wonderful news. I'm so glad for Brittany and Cheryl. It's a wonderful day. I'm so glad that Brittany Griner is on her way home. As the family member of a Russian hostage, I can literally only imagine the joy she will have being reunited with her loved ones and in time for the holidays. And his family also emphasized that Brittany Griner, well, his family and also the government, have emphasized that Brittany's case and his case were vastly different. Paul was arrested as a spy. She was arrested for having weed on her. 
So they're going to treat that. They were always going to treat the cases differently. He has been there for 12 years. Several presidents have tried to get him home. And unfortunately, it has not happened yet. That doesn't mean it will never happen. But we could be grateful and glad that at least one more person is home. And even if, like, people were complaining that she was traded for a Russian arms dealer, America is an arms dealer. So that's that's really insignificant. And literally, any time there has been a prisoner swap, the swap has not been for someone who just knits sweaters and is wrongfully accused. The swaps are for usually the non-American person has done whatever, you know, someone could consider egregious. Maybe it was a spy. Maybe they're a potential terrorist or an arms dealer or uh, any, like you could name it. There are plenty of articles. You could look them up and just how about we just be grateful that Brittany Griner is at home with her wife in time for Christmas and she's able to go back to hopefully her whatever life she decides and not have possible harm caused to her in Russia. So that is a great thing and we are very happy for her to be home and we cannot wait for any and all POWs to be home. And I hope that this has uh, pushed people who are now allegedly abolitionists to think about all the people that we have here on American soil who have been wrong, wrongfully convicted and put in prison for a myriad of crimes that do not uh, need to have the many years and years and years of their lives taken away. Um, so that's uh, that's all I think we can... That's all for me. And yeah. then we're going uh, to That's do everything for me. Let's wrap this up. Our RIPs. Okay. And, okay. And and get out of here. Um so we have decided to move our uh rest in peace honors to the end of the podcast. Um because you know, we just wanted to switch it up and, and give people a way of, uh, even though we're honoring and it's not supposed to be a sad time, we recognize that some people may find this a little somber, a little solemn, and we'd rather end it versus beginning it on a, a solemn note. Um, so first, we are going to send a... A rest in peace to Grant Wall, who was a sports journalist who unfortunately passed away at 48 in Qatar um, while he was covering the World Cup. Um, there's no, there hasn't been an official reason for his death, but he had gone to the hospital and, and been sick. So um, just remember, you know, journalist jobs are very stressful. They work a lot of long hours, sometimes with little sleep, little food, hydration. And so as much as it might seem like they're just talking to people and writing words, you never know the toll that that could be taken on them. And um, there are, are many journalists who have experienced extreme exhaustion and other things uh, during their work, doing their work. So we just send him and his family 
lots of love and thank you for all he was covering sports for many many years um and he he was beloved in the sports journalism world so we're sending him and his family um our respects um and then tina turner her son son uh tina turner tina and ike turner's son ronnie passed away at 62 um they, they again have not released any specifics but he had been suffering from pe- uh, health issues in the past um and so i know that that is a horrible thing for a mother to have to bury their child um and tina posted up a instagram post that said ronnie left the world far too early in sorrow i close my eyes and think of you my beloved son um passed away at 62 which is you know definitely a very very young man that he a young man who had or you know could have had many more years and so we send tina turner and his family lots of love um and then this one is a more personal one to me um my friend ashley reese her husband robert stangle passed away and um at 34 years old and rob was such a great human being i think that and their love story was something that they need to write movies about um it was very beautiful them together was beautiful and i am heartbroken that they will not be able to have many more years of life together um because you know when you see love like that it just it touches your heart and you hope that those people will be able to be together forever um but we're sending ashley and robert's family and all of his loved ones so much love because um that is especially hard especially right now during the holiday times is probably the worst time to lose a loved one and lastly, I am sending a rest in peace to my lovely, amazing, enigmatic, joyful baby Oku, my Auntie Meg, um, who I am also her namesake. Um, I have no words to describe how much that she meant to me and she is a light that is going to be shining on us now from heaven but no family gathering or will ever be the same without her um and I loved you more than words could say and I honor you every day so that's it okay Thank you for joining us for this week's Black and Sturdy podcast. And we hope to speak with you again next week with more Black and Snurdy shenanigans. <laughs> All right. We shall see y'all next week. Until then, take it easy. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Study Podcast, where snurds of a feather rock together. Remember. Bye. (laughs) No, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.